This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. It says as follows, before we start the regular year. Paraglamet. Paraglamet. There are four types of people who give tzedakah. To give while you're alive. Don't wait till after you're dead, because we don't know if what you leave over to do will be done. Okay, he said like this. Ksiv. In, in Yeshaya, that, um, that your tzedakah will, that you do in your lifetime will go before you to take you to Ganeiden. Um, and the Kvot Hashem will be gathered to the place where the tzedakim are. That's where you're going to be brought, a person who gives tzedakah. It says, um, it says in, a person who sees 60,000 Jews, you make a bracha, because, uh, of course, all of them don't have the same mind. mind. Shishim Riboy. Shishim Riboy is 60 times, yeah, 600,000. No, it's 60 times 10. 600,000, 600, right. But we see 600,000 Jews in Madison Square. What? It's 600. Right, so 600,000. 10,000. We believe it's 10,000. Okay. Um, there are many different ways a person thinks, many different kinds of ways of giving tzedakah and doing achas, The first group of people they're very cheap. They just can't give tzedakah and do good and, and help people. But they're not only that they can't give other people money and spend money on other people, but they don't even aren't able to spend money on their misers. They're not even able to spend money on themselves. We know many famous millionaires who lived in the garbage. They, ate, they, they took stuff out of the garbage. These people... Uh, from the outside, from the other side, the, the dark side. Like we, we told the story, the famous moral story with the keys. They're not connected to any holiness. Because the other side, the dark side, is totally controlling them. If you see a person who not only can't give tzedakah, but he can't spend money on himself, he's such a miser, he can't let go, then he's totally controlled by the other side. There's another kind of person. He doesn't like to give charity to anybody. He doesn't have the heart to give to give money charity. But he himself takes good care of himself. Not like the first guy. He doesn't give other people money, but he spends money on himself. He's always partying. He becomes very fat. He's like a stuffed. Veal. These people are from the snake. How do you know? Because it says, A snake is a something that goes on its belly. A person who has a big stomach, full of fat, they're busy with their belly a whole day, so they're like a snake. 
they have a little bit schutz because these guys who take care of themselves, it's embarrassing if he's got a beautiful Lexus, the guy comes over, he doesn't give him anything. So, because they want to be a big shot, they give tzedakah. But for that, they get a little bit of a schutz. Okay. Kach leashes, the third group of people. They are rich people. Hashem gave them a lot of money. They do Okay, that's one kind of person. He's also a guy who he's a little bit cheap, but um, it's hard for him when he's alive. But when he's dying on his bed, he writes it's a medrash. He leaves over a will that the money left over you should build a shul or a school. Right? Or he's paying people to say Kaddish or to learn for him. That's the middle of a middle person. What's the Kadaravi? The Kadaravi, which is the best one, the fourth group. Who person has a lot of money. He gives away the money while he's alive. He doesn't only give away money, but he gives away time to help people. He learns Torah. He gives money to people who are learning. He gives money to Rabbeim. People who can't afford to pay for yeshiva. He helps to pay for their Rabbeim. That's the Pasuk in Yeshaya. That that tzedakah will go before you. And you will sit with the tzaddikim in the next world. He says, I want to tell you like a story. A king went to war and he had an army. If the army is going in front of the king, then they can't get to the king. He's protected. If the enemy attacks, the king is way in the back of the line. He's got a lot of soldiers between him and the enemy. But if the king himself is standing in front of the army, right, and he's leading the army, if the enemy sends out infantry and cavalry, they're going to capture him right away. He has no protection. He's in front of the army. Even if the, even if this king is very strong, and he's able to fight against the enemy. He's going to lose his faith. He's going to turn around. He's going to see his army is very far. They're not going to make it in time to save him. He says, So he's going to explain to us what the nimshal is of this story. The person who does tzedakah while he's alive. But So your army is in front of you. All the, all the angels you created from the tzedakah they're in front of you. You don't have to be scared of the enemy. The Satan Mekatre can't get to you. Because you have all these mitzvahs standing in front of you. If you do tzedakah after you die, If you do it after you die, so your army's behind you. So while you're alive, you have no protection. So it's very nice to say, when I die, I'm going to leave a will to build the Ornava, you know, to build or Yitzchak, to build the Yeshiva, whatever it is. But while you're alive, you have no, prote- no protection in front of you. She says, you have to do the mitzvah, you have to do tzedakah while you're alive. Well, I can't 
And uh, you could, when you're dead, you could do a mitzvah. Sure, if you leave a will. Well, I can't. Because you don't know when you write a will, they take it to the lawyer, they and they contest it, and in the end, it may not happen. And on the first group, it says, If this guy didn't give any money when he was, because he was very cheap, the guy in the first group, right? He didn't spend the money on himself, and he didn't give any money. I heard people say, I don't spend money on myself because I want to leave money for my children. Right? So he says he's a fool. Because even if it's children, first of all, you're not going to get any enjoyment out of it. You're dead. Right? And who knows what, you know, uh, what they're going to do. What they're going to do with that money. He says, I've seen people that they, their father dies and they, and they, um, they, what's it called? They put on, their father dies, so they put on black clothing like the Goyim, you know, with that little ribbon, and they party. And they make fun of their own father. He's supposed to be sad, and he's partying because his father left him the car and the money. It's your fault, he says, it's the father's fault. It's like throwing a rope to the, to the, to the air. He says, that's a fool that says, I'm, I'm saving money for my children. Hashem wants your children to have money. You're not God. If He wants your children to have money, you'll have money. doesn't mean you should spend your money and not save. A person's supposed to save. We know that a person's supposed to save. The Gemara says, you should have some cash, you should have a talitalim, you should have some karka, whatever. You should split your money into different things. And people who did that didn't lose so much in the stock market because their money was in many different places. But the person shouldn't think that he could support, that he can make enough money to leave for his children so that, uh, so that they don't have anything to worry about. I, I had a relative, um, that worked his whole life. The man had absolutely nothing from life. He worked 24 hours a day. He was a workaholic. He had nothing from life. And every, all the people in the family were complaining to him. You know, you, you, you don't come to parties. You don't come to simchas. You know, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. And his whole thing was that his children, and I remember when he said it to us, he said, my great grandchildren won't have to work. That's how much money he made. A very rich man. And, in the end, he died. His wife, right? His wife ended up. Um, she had all the money now because the way it was the way it was written is that you know first he goes to the wife, and then if the wife dies, it goes to the children. So she had all the money, and then if she dies, it goes to all the children. But he died pretty young, this man, and she was taken by a man who was a mamasha a, a thief. A young guy who was 20 years younger than her fell in love with her, so to say. She fell for that. He married her and ended up taking her money and putting it into all kinds of art. All that money this guy made, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, put into art and some other stuff. And then all of a sudden he was gone, the art was gone, the money was gone. Forget about this man's grandchildren and great-grandchildren. His children today don't have bread. His children. And his whole life... He worked to make sure that they would never have to work. If we didn't realize it by now, God runs the world. And you run around. And don't think you can play God. You can't make enough money to leave your children to make sure that it goes into the right hands. Because you don't know what your children are going to do. You know what the lawyers are going to do. You don't know what the government's going to do. Make your money. Give your tzedakah. Have a nice Shabbos table. Buy a nice pair of tefillin. 
enjoy it and use it the way you're halakhically supposed to. That's why Hashem gave it to you. If he wants your children to be rich, he has plenty of money to give your children. But for you not to live, because you think that you can support your children later on, many times we see that these plans don't, don't work out. That's what he's saying over here. Again, you have to give tzedakah. It doesn't mean you can spend all the money on yourself. My my advice to every person, to give um, charity in your life. With a beautiful eye, that means nicely. You know, someone comes to you for tzedakah, ask him, how you doing? Can I get, make a bracha? What's going on in your life? Even if you don't mean it, make believe you mean it, right? With a nice eye. And to do this while you're alive. Who knows the times? If your will will be kept or not. There are people who have left, who have properties. I know a guy who has property, he died. The guy has $30 million in property. $30 million in property. And he left it to yeshiva. He left it to yeshiva. All his money. He never wasn't married. He had no children. He left all his money to yeshiva. He worked his whole life. He left all his properties to yeshiva. And it's now... Ten years, and those properties are still in court. Because there are people in the family that are fighting the yeshivas that say the rabbis, whatever, extorted him, whatever it is, he's dead. He's going to be in court forever. All this money that he thinks he's going to go to get made, then meanwhile it's sitting in the United States court. So you don't run the world. As we're finding out, Jewish people in America are finding out tonight that we don't run the world, and we don't run America and we have very little to say what happens. Whatever Hashem wants to happen, you could have the most amazing miracle ride for a person who's, who's running for president, who, if you read the story of how he even became to run, or how he became a senator, was only because two guys were caught doing things, and he went to jail, and there was really no choice in that state at the point. And you see Yad Hashem here 100% from the beginning, to sitting in the White House tonight, which he will be, there's no shyle about it at this point. Um, and you have to just go with the flow and understand that nothing is an accident and it's, um, it's Yad Hashem and that in the most powerful democratic country in the world, right? You don't, even if you're democratic, you don't really have anything to say. And the least people that have anything to say are the Jews. Because the Jews, for some reason, think that when they come into a country and they make a little money, that we can control everything that happens. And tonight we're learning that we can control nothing that happens. And that a person can get up and say we're giving back the land to the Palestinians and say that Jerusalem should be a shared city and all that. And all these Jewish Americans, with all their American power and vote and money, can do absolutely nothing about it. Hashem is trying to teach us little guys over here that we have a Hashem and that's the only one that we need to go to and not to believe in any government or politics or money or democracy and God does what He wants and if you got to be stupid if you don't see Yad Hashem here and we, we know Hashem loves us and we have to hope that you know many times people we think we're no good for us were good for us and many times people we thought that were good for us we know good. Haman's first party on, on Purim was a party where he opened up the White House to every Jew to sit at the party and be treated like everyone else. And the Jews came and thought that Haman was their best friend. And Mordechai stood outside and said, he's your worst enemy. And they said, ah, you just don't like him. 
He's the best thing that ever happened to the Jews. We're equal. We're coming to the party like everyone else. Meanwhile, he was the worst enemy. Yad Malachim. Lev Malachim. Yad Hashem. You know, everybody's scared and worried. There was someone sent me a text today. Ah! It comes out on Pasha's Lech Lecha. It means we all got to leave. This week's Pasha. Lech Lecha. You have to leave your land, your father's house, and where you were born. See, Rebbe? Came out Tuesday night. Pasha's Lech Lecha. We got to go. That's your decision, what you want to do. Anyway, so, the, the main part of tzedakah, where a person does when he's alive. And to make sure that you give money to the right people, not to give money to the wrong things. And then everything will be good, you have nothing to worry about. Okay, that's Kaviyasha. Fine. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.